Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drunk women This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hey, look, I'm <laughs> I think you need to make this video available. Yeah, especially this section of it. Barely trauma segue. I can't wait for the text like... from Taylor tomorrow morning saying, "What did I? Was I okay was last I night?" Asshole? And we'll be like, "Yeah, right, let's well start with the now. mime stuff." Oh. <laughs> now it's time. Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello and welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today we are joined by podcaster, fundraiser and radio presenter, Lorita Blewick. Yay! Thanks ladies. That's a nice welcome. introduction. <laughs> welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. Good, good. I'm how, why wouldn't I be great? I'm having a beer, I'm having a chat and I'm sitting in my kitchen. <laughs> Perfect. That's our <laughs> motto. That's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, it really does. I'm sitting in my bedroom drinking, which um, is a little bit sadder. <laughs> See, Hannah 
used to sit in a different room with the curtains that are in every photo. What's happened? I did. And now you've, you've got my dressing gown and Toby's dressing gowns, his and hers. Oh, it's adorable. I could go on all day. But... It's too cute. <laughs> Larita, tell us, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I have, you know, I've probably been a victim of a few crimes, but I was uh, having a think about it this week and uh, one sprung to mind. So it was a few years back, me and my best friend were um, having a night out, uh, just an ordinary Friday night, and we decided to invite another friend of ours that we hadn't seen for a while, had a couple of young kids, and we thought, you know, it would be nice to include her. We felt that we, yeah. you know, we hadn't seen her for a while. My friend rang her and invited her, and she said, oh, I'm a bit strapped for cash. I, I don't know if I'll go, and oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll lend you some money, and, you know, it'll be a good night out, and we'll take care of things and whatever. Yeah. So that was fine. All good. Went out, had a great night. I get in my taxi to come home, took out my wallet at the end of the night to pay the taxi driver outside my house, and uh, there was no money in it, like no cash at all. Oh. And I also wasn't that drunk. Uh, so I was like, jeez. And just something inside me straight away, I don't know what, um, just made me think that it was this so-called friend. Oh. oh she was cash-strapped. Possibly. And uh, I text the two girls and said oh my god you'll never guess what happened I'm after opening my wallet and there's no money in it and the taxi driver had to let me take the ride for free and I had to pay him back and she rang me straight back and she said listen whoever took that money needed it more than you did and I thought that's a very bizarre thing for that's a bold response isn't it very strange I thought Okay. Yeah. Well, I said, how do they know how much cash I needed or <laughs> yeah. don't need? Like, how are we exactly. measuring this? Who's in realise you had access to my bank account? Um, <laughs> also, to kind of to go straight it. in on the side of the, um, oh. the perp is, is very odd. So, like, if your mate rings you, it's saying, like that, like psychology thing of like. Um, what, somebody in this room has stolen something. What should we do with the person? And, and anyone that's like, we should just let them off. It's yeah. like, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, myself and my best friend were like, oh my God, I can't believe this has happened. And how are we going to find out for sure that it's, you know, it was her. Mm. So interestingly, she returned the money that my friend had given her the next oh. morning. Okay. And... My friend said, oh, we're going to we're going to go into the bar, watch the CCTV footage later on and see what happened to Larita's bag. And uh, she said, oh, God, is there any need to do that? It's hardly that big of a deal. It it wasn't that much money. And and my friend said, oh, how do you know how much money it was? I think I think she mentioned it. I think she mentioned it or whatever. And yeah, so we. We did. We called the manager of the bar because it's a bar we, we regularly frequented. And uh, we went all, you know, CSI on it. Yeah. And went and, and watched the CCTV footage. And there it all was. <gasps> unfolded oh, no, before it really our was eyes. Her. I thought there might be a twist, but it seriously was her. I don't know if you heard that, but that was me hitting my head in disbelief. Like, it really was her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, you know, there was a part of me with the thought, please, let it, hopefully, I'm completely wrong here. And she never spoke to us after that. She's never spoken to us from this day to that. Oh, no. Because if this was a sitcom, she wouldn't be speaking to you because she was innocent and you confronted yes. her. And, like, yes, yes, yes. But she did it. Oh, no. Isn't oh, it really disappointing? Man. Yeah. Yeah, so that was... Also, do better. 
<laughs> yeah. Like all of the, come on, like practice what you're going to say. <laughs> I know. I just, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Wow. Now we did have all this, you know, bravado. Oh my, we're going to challenge her and we're going to take her on. And then right. we just okay. thought, maybe we'll just leave it. You know, because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it was just going to be awkward. And we knew, you know, it was her place to come and kind of say to us, yep. listen, if you did see the footage, I'm really, really sorry. Right. I'm strapped for cash. I'm in a difficult situation. Yeah. You know, I needed it and I'm really, really sorry. And then I would mm-hmm. have completely said, OK, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Could have asked me for it, but, you know, that's fine. Oh, man. Did you ever contact her again? You say that she didn't speak to you again. Did no. you guys try to get in touch? Never. Yes, everybody okay. ghosted each other. Because she would yeah. know then. She knew even though she was trying to talk you out of the CCTV that you were going to do it and then you were going to see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in a way... So I mean, she that's knew. A, she absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it was so obvious in the CCTV footage as Aww. well. Then I suppose she, that was the last thing she was probably thinking of, that there was going to be, you know... What did you see on the CCTV? Yeah. Like, what what was the moment in the night? How did she do so it? So it was good because it wasn't really that busy in the, in the bar at the uh-huh. time. So um, I we had our bags, the four three bags, were left just beside our seats. And we were kind of dancing beside the little dance area. Oh. And she went over and picked up and she could see her going through the, the picking up the bag. Wow. She picked up my bag and and took it and brought it over to the corner and you could see her like oh, shuffling in the Oh, it's, re- it's very sad. It's yes. really, really yeah, sad. It's really upsetting. It's so it's 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 almost it's more upsetting to be robbed from a friend, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Because like, you know, it wasn't a random attack of no. attack is the wrong word, but it wasn't a random <laughs> just pick up a handbag and take it. You know? Yeah. Um, it it yeah. was weird. It was it was strange. I, I heard subsequently that she's had a tummy tuck, so maybe she was um, saving <gasps> up for that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so she really did. <laughs> need it more than she you did. Did. there is nothing worse though than like people you've lent money sort of telling you about the new thing they've bought and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah. she set up a gofundme page i'd have given her a 70 euro for the tommy talk but uh, so yeah it was a bit it was disappointing but it was uh, it was something that i haven't forgotten as you can see no. it must have been surreal to watch the footage because that's not mm. even if you know something's happened it's quite another thing to see it yeah. yeah. Are you talking about eyes. the dancing or the theft? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, the dancing if I... was pretty tragic. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to watch myself back, oh, dancing know, was slightly was empty club. <laughs> Very so specific, true. flying through it as much as we can. Oh, hang on. Slow down. <laughs> hey, look, I'm flossing. <laughs> so um, it was an injustice. Wow. Yeah, what an interesting. Yeah, gosh, it's so sad because it's so. Yeah, she's obviously very desperate, but then at the same time, I kind of, I just think she she could have just stolen something maybe from somebody else if nobody else was looking at their bags. Why sort of? It just seems stupid to do it to a friend, really. Like maybe she thought if she did actually get caught, or if like if she stole it from somebody else, maybe they would have actually gone to the guards or. As right. we, the police is, you know. She, yeah, yeah. Maybe she thought, well, I'll be able to get around her or I'll be mm. able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guilt um, trip her into it if it comes to it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, because you did, I guess you didn't press charges or anything. You just sort of and never how, spoke how to each other again. How long have you been her friend? Like, how long was the friendship before this? Oh, like I knew her since I was five years of age. 
Oh, oh wow. <gasps> okay. Wow. Yeah, for a long time. Wow. Well, we always say on this podcast, we always ask, what would you say to that person now if they were in front of you? Looking great, that Tommy Tucker's worked a treat, but what would you, what would you <laughs> say to her? But it doesn't that? mask the black hole inside her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, what would you say? I mean, I suppose I would love to um, confront her and just be yeah. like, why did you do it? Like, why didn't mm-hmm. you just, you know, we're grown up now. Surely, I mean, we were still, like, it was only about 10 years ago. We weren't exactly kids then. yeah um so i'd love to just really know why and if she was strapped for cash i don't care i mean we've all been in a situation where we've had, had jobs and we've yeah. you know we had to live on you know very little um, yeah but the last thing i would do is go and steal something from somebody else yes i yeah. would say to them i can't do this because i can't afford it but if you give it to me now I'll, you know I'll, I'll give it mm. back to you but yeah it was just that kind of that underhanded yeah it tells you a lot about the person you know that yeah and I know you might be like I know like even if she had reflected on it since and thought to herself god that was so embarrassing I should not Mm. have done that and Mm. even if she had just picked up the phone and said listen I'm even a text message to say yeah I'm really sorry I should never have done that I hope that you can somehow forgive me and I mean really it was that she just completely ignored us and like goes red every time she'd see you in the shop or you know oh, go to walk wow. away and pretend she doesn't notice that you're there wow. um, that's the kind of bit that you kind of okay. worry that mm. maybe I wasn't the only person that she's mm. done this to or yeah you know it could possibly yeah y- you would hope that you would reflect on it if you had it had been a once-off and you would have mm. said mm, listen sorry about that I stupid yeah 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 this doesn't feel good i want to make amends yeah you would hope i wouldn't rule out that one day you will receive a letter (laughs) from her about this with just sort of uh you know like i think steps she's gonna hear this podcast or she's gonna end up doing a 12-step program and she's gonna have to make amends for everything she's (laughs) done that's it yeah and then you're gonna get the phone call or the letter i'll get it i'll get 70 euro put through my letterbox anonymously (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she has to apologise. That's the the whole thing about yeah. the... I posted saying I'm sorry. She never have to actually admit it was her. Just just give the money. Back. <laughs> yeah, somebody who did that is very sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also, must have worked out that you like maybe you were on the last drink of the night because I was like, at any point you could have needed to like when you needed to pay with your tax the taxi yeah. with the money. Yeah. If you'd yeah. stayed for another drink, you would have like realised there and then. And yeah, yeah. very <laughs> strange. She was sloppy. I know. Yes. Apart from anything else. <laughs> I should have spent more money on drink. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral here. We found it. Yes, Good. Yeah. <laughs> Always Never, have an extra drink. ever bring money home after a night out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. We will now move on to the next part of the podcast, which is the true crime section. So my first question to you all today as we join our crime, is why is the Mona Lisa so famous? That is my question. Why okay. is it so famous? Because when I was a teenager, I had a poster on my wall of the Mona Lisa smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it a doobie because why not start there? Um, so, yeah, so I think she's famous because in the 90s, everyone was really into posters of her on their walls. Because it was a time before memes and she's the most... Yeah. 
And that's Flexible why her smile was so curious. Yeah, easily recognisable. <laughs> I love that we used to put like memes up on our walls, like with posters and stuff. <laughs> And like I'd never, at the point I put that poster on, I'd never smoked anything. <laughs> and my parents were just like, okay. Did you buy it for yourself? Yeah, I felt so cool that day. I was like, finally, I'm pretty rock and roll now. I've got a poster of something I've never done. It's and like it's like a Shea joke Gavara and I'm like, I'm winking yeah. at it. I feel I'm, like... I'm just like her. I'm just like her. <laughs> I feel like a lot is always said about that smile, that expression and, you know, the Mona Lisa smile and that it's this intrigue that I don't think they've ever found out what her identity is. Mm, um, but yeah. I've never, I have to say, I've never really gotten it. Like, why is that the most famous painting? You know, when you say that, I'm like, I know, right? Because yeah. <laughs> arguably it is the most famous I in the make world. the same if you look I overplucked my eyebrows in the 90s and that's the face I make if somebody's telling a story and they're going on too long it's like that polite like mm-hmm <laughs> like we all make that so she's the first victim of mansplaining yeah. <laughs> that would be that see that would be the memes they do now <laughs> by Leonardo himself he was like no smile you'd look so much prettier if you smiled and that's what she did she just went mm-hmm. uh-huh. all right Leo <laughs> How long more do I have to sit here? for this? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know what it's like to sit for a portrait now that I've done Zoom for so long because like I've done like all day Zoom meetings and I've just got this fixed smile on my face staring at the Zoom camera face. all day. Just like <laughs> I realise this is a podcast and that's not great for you guys listening, but um but the everyone gets the fake smiling, I think. Yeah. yeah. We all know resting Zoom face. Marita, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the Mona, the Mona Lisa? I mean, yeah, it's it's not something I've ever really stopped to reflect <laughs> on before, but now that you say it, uh, I'm not I'm Now's not really time. sure. I mean, it's it's just something that's always been that been there since you've yeah since you've been you know just looking at pictures, whether it was in our encyclopedia as kids, were very <laughs> posh, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a mystery. Well, yeah. I will tell you, it's because on the 20th of August, 1911, that's one year before the Titanic sunk, the Mona Lisa was <laughs> stolen. From the Louvre? Yeah, it was, it was stolen okay. from the Louvre. And before it was um, stolen sort of nobody outside the art world really gave a shit or really knew anything about the Mona Lisa. Um, Is that right? Yeah, I was amazed. I was like, wow, so the Mona Lisa has only really been super, super, super famous for just over 100 years. Wait, so this is no PR is bad PR? Yeah, exactly. We've already found the moral. So just to give you... So if anyone wants to steal my screenplays, they are... (laughs) I was going to say they could steal me. <laughs> Brilliant. Don't um, tempt your friend, Larita. Come on. She's drinking enough. <laughs> if I go missing, you know where I am. We're going to go straight to this lady. Yes. <laughs> I'll give you her address later, just in case. Please do, just in case. <laughs> this could be my last known uh, record oh, of me here. <laughs> um, so just to give you a quick potted history of the Mona Lisa. She was painted in Florence, Italy in 1503 by 
Leonardo da Vinci. Um, how long do you think it oh, took no, him? Oh, no, it's DiCaprio. <laughs> I know, Italian easy mistake, is... Easy mistake, easy mistake. Yeah. Italian's hard, but come on. The <laughs> Mona Lisa, in that case, Hello. is way too old for him. But... <laughs> hey. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how long do you think it took him to paint the Mona Lisa? Ooh. Probably, like, 14 months, 15 months. Okay. 14 yeah. or 15 months. I'm just going to reveal my ignorance. This is the guy that did the Sistine Chapel, or is that the other guy? That's a good question. Michelangelo, was it? Oh, yes. Ah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty it's sure it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Maybe. Turtles. <laughs> yeah, Maybe let me, me refer to the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for, who said 14 months? I did. That's a really good answer. Because they would always do sketches, wouldn't they? Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go six months just to be like the price is right on this. Taylor, <laughs> you gonna, you gonna go higher, lower? I think I'm gonna go in lower because I really don't know <laughs> how it's long it takes to whip up some art. I uh, reckon 14 months is right. I just wanted to give a different. I answer. think that's a really, really good guess, but I'm gonna mm. say uh, three months. Okay, well, that's crazy. Maybe. <laughs> Four years, apparently. Oh, oh so Rita, you were closest, but... <laughs> yeah. That is is this why art is so important? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just definitely fucking, and this was a front. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> did it all in 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Quick sketch, bit of painting. Yeah, yeah. Banged it out. Oh, let's oh, see you I next guess, week. Yeah. <laughs> Come and sit for this. Like a great, long time. Banged out <laughs> yeah. mightn't have been a great use of the word. <laughs> that was... <laughs> and then they banged it out. <laughs> um, yeah, so four years. Um, and before she was in the Louvre, she um, was the personal possession of several French monarchs, um, including King Francis. Um, where do you think King Francis... I mean, we don't know... Well, I mean people know a lot about King France. I haven't given you a lot of background on him, but where do you think he kept her in his house? He kept her in his sort of, you know, in his palace or whatever. What room do you think the Mona Lisa sat in for years and years and years? Oh, I hope it was Le Toilette. Le Toilette? (laughs) She was in the bathroom, yeah. In France? In France. La Chambre? (laughs) Wait, does that mean swimming pool? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Ah, La Bibliothèque. Your French is wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful, very good. Thanks very much. I mean, merci. Très bien. Should we do this in French? We, I mean, no. The reception area of the house. The reception area. Okay, okay. Do you know what? We've got a correct answer in there, and it was the bathroom. Ah, yeah, and that. which seems mad because I feel like there's a lot of condensation and stuff in bathrooms. Also, wait, when we when we say bathroom, do we mean washroom or do we mean crapper? Because they used to be separate rooms, didn't they? Oh. They did. This was very much. This was like sort of like some baths. I think he had about like eight baths in his mansion. It was where okay. I mean, like the condensation from eight baths is even more. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean. 
like I say, it wasn't that big a deal when he. It was, of course, a Leonardo da Vinci, so you know that's mm. a pretty big deal. After Francis, Louis the Sixteenth owned her. Then someone else who wasn't royalty. Uh, he was French. He was a military guy, and he was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <gasps> Napoleon. Napoleon. <laughs> yes. Wow. Not Keanu Reeves, which I think a few of you were thinking. <laughs> I was just Keanu like, Reeves. my God, if she expects us to know any other French military leaders, like, come on. <laughs> who are we? You lost me. People who read. <laughs> or Not people me. that watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, apparently the Mona Lisa was up in the Louvre at the point that Napoleon sort of just became enamoured with her. And oh. he was like, oh, I want that. And they right. were like, yeah, all right. I want that. I'll have it. Imagine being Napoleon. And where she do you does think something to men that we just can't put our finger <laughs> yeah. on? Doesn't she? <laughs> it is. It is interesting because all throughout this, like uh, researching this case, it's funny because they're just like oh, he, you know, the guy did it because he fell in love with Mona Lisa, and it's like I'm not necessarily sure that's <laughs> true. So Napoleon kept her in his bedroom. Eventually, she went back to the Louvre and it was a 100 years later she was stolen. So it was 1911. She was just hung up in a gallery with loads of other pictures at this point. Because, of course, if you see the Mona Lisa now, it's behind bulletproof glass. It's all on its own. It's the thing everyone goes to see. It was just hung up in this gallery until a 32-year-old Italian man named Vincenzo Perugia decided to steal her. Now, Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> That was a more niche reference, granted, but one listener will appreciate it. (laughs) And if you've changed just one life, that's enough for us. My motto. (laughs) So Vincenzo worked for the Louvre. Uh, What do you think he did? What did he do that allowed him to steal it? He broke in. He stole a key when he was finishing work and he went back in. Okay. Right. And what do you think his job was when he was there? I did they have like tour guides then? Okay, like a tour guide. Mm. Mm. That's that's a good. Did. Yeah, because then he'd know where each painting was. He wouldn't have to. Yeah. Spend a lot of time looking. He'd be an expert <laughs> on all of it. Yeah. You don't want to break mm. into a museum and have to use one of those little maps. <laughs> yeah. Room twenty-five. Where's room twenty-five? <laughs> oh God, damn it. <laughs> um, Katie, I'm getting flashes of Lady Ghostbusters. So like that guy, the baddie guy in that. What was his job? Everyone hated him. Was it in a hotel though? It doesn't work, does it? Um, caretaker or custodian or janitor okay. or whatever. Okay. 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 We're going Scooby Doo. That's cool. Yeah, um, a janitor. <laughs> Taylor. I reckon he was a mime. <laughs> okay. Why would the Louvre employ a mime? Mm. Because no, I don't think they employed him. I just think everybody lets mimes go, and they're like, "We have to let it go. It's very French, and we all love it, and nobody gets it." And they're like, "Well, he's just miming," and. But he and they're like, this must be a bit. And he just took Louvre. it off the wall. We're like, funny mimes. I, I'm, I'm serious. I think, I think that's that not actually it. a bad way of getting away with loads of crime. Yeah. <laughs> In France. Yeah. If you're goofy enough, like... Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> going to get inside the picture now guys we have (laughs) listeners in france and you've offended all of them (laughs) i highly doubt i have (laughs) like they Um, give a fuck what an american thinks about them please (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, Vincenzo, um, was, he was a handyman. So I would say janitor is probably the closest, the closest we got, Katie. Nice job, Lorita. Oh, yeah. Thank so, you, Ghostbusters. Oh, wait, I thought that was Lorita's guess. No. Oh, you oh. only give compliments to other people. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Katie, well done. Um, he'd been hired to make protective glass cases for some of the paintings. Again, not the Mona Lisa at this point. Oh. Basically, he decides, I'm going to nick the Mona Lisa. Now, what do you think made Vincenzo want to steal the Mona Lisa in A particular? A bad childhood. A bad childhood. <laughs> yeah, I think she might have reminded him of... His mother or his grandmother or something. Okay. That's a good one. Mm. Taylor? Yeah, I mean, this is such a weird one because I don't, I don't know much about this case, but I always assumed that it was stolen because it was very valuable and, you know, yeah, like I didn't realize this was part of why it became... Technically, no one cares about it yet. So I mean, why like... would you, if you had access to any of them, why would you take, again, I feel like she does something to men and he was like, you will be mine. Just obsessed with her. It's, it's, it's like the half smile. It's just on the turn. It's like, oh, I could make her really laugh. <laughs> I don't, I don't I could get change her. <laughs> yeah. Is that the men's version of I could change her? <laughs> I, could, I bet I could make her laugh a bit more. <laughs> she, well, she'll love it if I do this impression of Borat. <laughs> <laughs> she makes all men feel good about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a little yeah. kind of cheeky, almost She's wink. like smiling like she gets it. Yeah. She's on their side. <laughs> Makes so much sense. Well, I'll tell you what it was. is it, the, One of the only things I told you about him is the fact that he's Italian. And he claimed to have stolen it um, because he wanted to return oh. it to his native Italy. He thought it was a travesty oh, that it was in France. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, France had had it for for centuries and he was like, no, I'm bringing, bringing her home. Right. How do you think he does it? For a start, um, he does, he hides in the Louvre overnight. So, Larita, earlier you said that maybe he got a key and went back in. But actually what he did is after he'd finished handymanding, um, he hid somewhere. <laughs> handymanding, I like that word. <laughs> That's a verb. Yes. Good. Um, so where do you think he hides overnight in the Louvre in order to steal the Mona Lisa? In a toilet? A toilet? Mm. Any advance on toilet? Le cabinet de toilette, which is the... I'm just translating it for our French listeners that have already switched off. Just take the slag them off. I didn't slag off I the know. Um, Sure, I mentioned the cliche mime, but... <laughs> um, where would you hide in the Louvre? Under a bench? Under a bench? Wait, it's a room, though, did you say? Well, he just, he hides somewhere in the Louvre, so under maybe a bench is... He, maybe he, like, blends into a painting and pretends he's one of the people <laughs> eating the last supper. <laughs> um, Sit there on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, if, okay, so if he worked there and he builds the glass cases, they've got to have some sort of storage oh, room, yeah. utility room that he's got access to and that maybe he can even lock. He's got a inside. hidden panel. He's yeah. like the Alfred in Batman. Mm. He made a box yeah. for himself and hid yeah. himself in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then pretended he was doing mime because it would be a glass <laughs> box. Um, <laughs> I just want to say for the listeners, at various points in this, people are doing hands like they're miming and no one can see it. Which is, is okay, but I can't talk about miming without doing it. It's impossible. It's like sneezing and keeping your eyes open. No, like mime. I can't. I can't stop. I love it. I love it. This is the audio listeners. You're missing some great stuff. This should have been a live case. I think you need to. I think you need to make this uh, this video available to people. Yeah, especially this section of it. This will be a YouTube. We can release a little clip, but then Hannah, we've really got to up the. (laughs) What what you've done is gold. I always worry that if, yeah, if I was ever having to look at uh, the CCTV of me in a club, it would just be me like throwing a mimed lasso over like <laughs> 10 people until somebody went, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that doesn't feel good. I the worm, so I used to yeah. manoeuvre myself around the floor, which never looked good. Oh, the worm is great. I always did Aww. the shopping trolley, like... Stuff off the oh, shelf yeah. in my trolley. Stuff off the shelf <laughs> in my trolley. Why is like mime and dance as a real crossover, doesn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> Guys, hearing your stories, I haven't lived. I need, I need to go dancing and do all these things. You need to get some like maybe with the uh, Mona Lisa <laughs> Doobie smoking a photograph or oh, a picture. That's on the true. Wall, so, yeah. 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 I, I have you, a pretense. You are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can actually dance. <laughs> Oh, hell no. I got chucked out of ballet age four. <laughs> chucked Ouch. out. Jeez. Um, yeah, but what? I shouldn't go into that. Sorry. <laughs> That's for a whole other show. Ballet trauma segue. Um, Vincenzo is hiding in a broom cupboard. So oh, I'd say totally you were kind a bit of boring, isn't it? I mean, that's the whole thing yeah, about it. Yeah, to be skills, honest, and all the mime acting we just did. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't he using his mime skills? Exactly. Yeah. Why isn't he the 13th one at the 12th, the 12th supper, the last yeah. supper? Like, why hasn't he done supper. that? Like, hello. I am so full. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be a wine cupboard. Like, he should have found oh, there were that yeah. ones. 
again, um, stereotyping that there's wine in the Louvre just because it's in France. But like, apologies. you know, we're on a roll. Why, why hold back now? <laughs> um, yeah, so the dead of night, basically. And that's the thing about this. This case is slightly disappointing because it's remarkably easy the way that he steals uh, the Mona Lisa. He literally the takes it off is, the wall. It's pre-9-11. There's no security, sorry. <laughs> it, it's 19-11, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very much pre-9-11. So... And there's no CCTV, there's very few security guards. So yeah, he, he just takes it off the wall, hides it under his smock, because they would wear smocks around the Louvre, which is good for hiding a bit... Well, it's not that big, is it, the Mona Lisa? Let's think about the Mona Lisa. He gets to the front door and it's locked. He can't get out. He didn't think about getting out. What do you think he does? Goes back in the broom cupboard? <laughs> back in the broom cupboard? <laughs> yeah, I think he stays there for the night. Mm. He hides the Mona Lisa in the broom cupboard... Yes. And he picks it up when he's finished work the next day. Yes. Okay. Actually, I laughed, but that's probably what he had to do. Because he's going to smash through the... That's smart. (laughs) Unless he's Batman, in which case, or Superman or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know what he's very jammy because he um apparently he he tries to remove the doorknob because he's a handyman so he tries to do that oh, doesn't sure. work um but apparently there was a plumber who was working late and was like oh do you want letting out so he literally just let oh, him out oh a key a song with a key let him out yeah yeah and it's okay. interesting did you see anything strange there was a man with a rectangular stomach who I let out <laughs> yeah who's taking a doorknob off a door I guess I'll let him out <laughs> He should definitely still be at work. Do you need help? Let's leap in a broom cupboard. Worse luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's actually interesting what you said, Larita, about like the idea that he goes out and comes back for it at the end of the day because he almost could have done because it was almost twenty-four hours before they noticed it was missing. That's how much they open the next day. Yeah, that's how much they didn't care about the Mona Lisa back then. And there was a big hole in the wall, like where... Uh, <laughs> well, yes, there was. Empty <laughs> space. Yeah, yeah, but they thought it could have been like being photographed or being cleaned. Oh. Yeah. They so there just was... assumed, because there's no sign of a break-in, so they assume legitimate, le- legitimate explanation. Exactly. Because I, I always worry, like, how long it would take me to work out if somebody had, like, um, robbed my house because it's so untidy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was me. I'm not sure. Um, when the press find out about this, this is where Mona Lisa's notoriety comes from because they just go crazy for it. The picture is splashed across all of the um, all of the newses, ah. newses, all of the newspapers in France. <laughs> all of the, you know the newses. Newses. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. <laughs> All around the world, man. So they... she's like a cover girl. Yeah. She's the original cover girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how long do you think she was missing for? I think about a week. Okay, a week. A week and they found him. Or else he gave it back. Okay, okay. See, so the thing is, she's hot now, isn't she? Yeah. Like, his plan was to get it back to Italy and then, I don't know, be like... Yeah, yeah, everyone in Italy's like, yeah, we should just have this. But if he's not in control of the narrative, if the news is like, oh, no, it's been stolen, hmm. then Italy's going to be like, nothing to do with me. Uh, I think you better give that back. I don't know. It's like, it's difficult to make his case. Mm. But there is, oh, I don't know, like the art police. I always go on about the art police. <laughs> um, so there would be people, I it would be very hard to sell it under that kind of scrutiny. 
But his plan wasn't to sell it. Was he going to give it to the government? In no, he was being Indiana Jones, right? Like, what are you going to do? Like, it belongs in a museum in Italy. Yeah. Or in his house in Italy. Yeah. 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 Is, does that count as going back... If it's in your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, you know, the I country- know when I tried to return the Elgin marbles to Greece, I laid very low for some weeks. <laughs> How it's long did it take hard. you? Just a couple, <laughs> couple days. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as soon as it was stolen, like the country's borders were closed, administrators at the so museum were dismissed. Sorry, Hannah, I keep moving. Please no, can you repeat that. No, it's fine. But yeah, so the board, the borders were closed like immediately, but then they had to reopen because they hadn't found them. Um, people at the at the Louvre were were sacked. The there plumber, was a, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, poor plumber. <laughs> Poor guy. They didn't mention the plumber, to be fair. But there was even an avant-garde poet, Guillaume Apollinaire, who was arrested as a suspect. So he was quite this, this quite well-known poet. And, and he implicated someone else who we will have all heard of. He implicated another artist in this. Who do you think that was? Really? Yeah. Picasso? We've got Picasso. Hmm. To be fair... It is Picasso. So like, I was yeah. going to say that. What a good guess, Katie. Yeah. Spot on for the era. Like, yeah. Yeah, very, very sharp there. Thank you. Katie's well, very smart. A little secret artist fan, are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, Somebody I likes art. Got, she's got loads of Picassos in her sitting room. I've got Picassos. I've got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I've got it all. But Picasso has like a weirdly shaped spliff coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were both dropped as um, suspects. Actually, the, so there was like 60 detectives worked on this case. Um, it was really badly handled. And I'll tell you for what is that it took two years for Mo- Mona Lisa to come back or for them okay. to find her. Wow. wow. Yeah. And that would only increase the... F- her fame right yeah like, of course yeah the mystery of it all yeah huh. just the right amount of time yeah. to go away i feel like it's like i feel like cheryl cole did that she went away for a bit and then she came back and then um she's i guess as famous as mona lisa i'm not sure mm. but the it's point- a shame they didn't just jail picasso could have saved a lot of women a lot of trouble yeah oh, oh yeah uh, too yeah. soon guys oh yeah <laughs> soon. no it's time for his reckoning <laughs> I love that too soon. <laughs> yeah. The, the detectives interviewed Vincenzo twice as well. So they, they interviewed the guy did that they? did it. And he was oh, like, wow. yeah, nah, it wasn't wow. me. So as we know, the Mona Lisa comes back. So it's two years later. And Mona Lisa, she turns up in Florence, Italy. So he has taken her back to oh. where she was painted. Um, and an art dealer receives a letter from a man saying he had the Mona Lisa. Who do you think he signed it from? Did he use his real name or did he use another name? Surely I mean, he didn't sure. use his real yeah. name. Surely. I mean, really? I'm, I'm going to go real name just to be different. But yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> that would be bold. He signed it Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no, he signed it <laughs> Leonardo. <laughs> Ah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've returned to yeah. <laughs> like he's the ghost. <laughs> now it's fraud as well. Trying to pretend to be him. <laughs> Leonardo probably made a copy anyway before he. Before yeah, he... right. I mean, Do you know what? How long again to, to paint it? Four years. Four years. Surely he's had a few sketches. 
There are yeah. a few actually. They're, they're, they say that like there are a few different versions of the Mona Lisa as well from what that they, they, he painted, um, and huh. also like there was there was this thought that um, <laughs> one of them's a full on smile with teeth, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, one, of them, one of them she's cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> what if the one they have isn't the real one? Yeah, wow. she was meant to be really just having a great time, and they were like, no, yeah. it just she'll make everyone feel sad. People shouldn't be happy. Just yeah. rubs it in your face. <laughs> How sad sad we all feel it is a good point though the thing about whether or not it's the real one because apparently apparently one of the things they thought about this um was that he was working with somebody who had done some fakes of the mona lisa and that he wanted to help them Mm. like go up in value but that was never proven that was just a sort of i I mean that was a conspiracy theory yeah yeah he tries to sell it to this art dealer in italy how much do you think he tried to sell it for how much do you think we can have it in today's money because i i did some maths guys no big deal maths is impossible why would you do that i asked toby to do so much research yeah so in (laughs) pounds in today's pounds in today's money how much do you think Mm. he was selling euros or franks yeah hannah's at the ready with franks (laughs) yeah it was lira that he um that he was selling it in lira it was 1911 no, 1913. Oh, no, actually, when it was found in 1913. Oh, did he not sell it straight away? He just sat on it and then this he sold it. This was two it. years later. Oh, oh, wow. So he literally tried to wait for it to go cold and then sold it. And Okay. Mm. It's really weird what was going through his mind because apparently he kept it in a trunk in his uh, apartment for two years. And why he decided to suddenly sell it those two years later, no one's really completely sure. Sorry, did you do the calculation with inflation, like what the equivalent would be now? Or I what did. It literally... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say £100,000. Okay, £100,000. Well, now or then? In today's money in today's with inflation, money. like the equivalent. So that's going to be like £2,000 then, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'm going. I was on. thinking, like, he would have been paid very little wages. Um, so... Maybe like 20,000. Okay, 20,000. I'm, I'm going to go 2 million. Okay, 2 million. Wow, well, it's somewhere in between that. <laughs> um, today it would be roughly 650,000 pounds. Is, okay. uh, is what he asked for it. So quite a lot of money. So the art dealer set up a meeting with Vincenzo um, and asked him if he could keep the Mona Lisa just overnight. Guy says, yes. He says, fine, you keep the Mona Lisa overnight. The guy informs the police <laughs> and then they turn up and arrest him because, of course, the they world's do. world's dumbest criminal. Yeah. I mean, he's not great, is he, to be honest with you? Imagine biding his time for two years and then doing that. I know. It's so weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, people just, I don't know, they just think people are bored of it or something or... Yeah. there's a lot of failing at the last hurdle like we've been doing this for a long time and I feel like that's what separates like really really good con artists and like career criminals from just somebody trying to pull something for the first time it's just like fail again Lorita it's like your friend it's like when it came down to it she just couldn't see it through yeah and he just wasn't actually cut out for it maybe Okay, that's right. I'm criticizing Leo. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, so obviously it was huge news that he's been arrested. The Mona Lisa is, is back in the news. Um, and he was convinced that he'd be heralded as a hero in Italy. Was he? Mm. Mm. Uh, this is like Hang maybe <laughs> when he got to tell a story as to why he wanted to, why he stole it in the first place. This is just before the First World War starts, isn't it? It is indeed. So what's Italy? Who have they got beef with? Are they already fighting with... Is it like more tension? Just they... desperately trying to remember the opening titles of Dad's Army. That's all I know about who's mad at who with the... Uh... That's the oh, that's the Second World War. War. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Great War. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I did... That tickled me. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> Somehow he found a platform. He told his story and they're like, his heart was in the right place. Yeah. Yes. They'd be proud of him. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go with they officially had to say they were not proud of him for political reasons. It wasn't helpful for whatever they were trying to do. Okay. And like rather disappointingly, it was sort of unclear. Like you read so many different articles and sort of stories about this. And like some of them at the end, it's kind of like, oh, he was sort of hailed as a patriot. And others are like, everyone just thought he was mad. And like, it's, it's really hard to get a read on exactly how this went this went right. down in Italy. But what I thought was interesting is he was sentenced by um, Italian police, I believe. So how long do you think he was sentenced for? For stealing the Mona Lisa. How, he did get jail time. How much? Hmm. But Italy got to choose his jail time. I think so. I think he was prosecuted in Italy. One year. Hmm. One year, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, six months to one year. Wow. Ooh. I'm going to go with... Five, well, my, okay, my instinct was seven years, but then I will say five years. Seven they gotta, years. <laughs> they got to let him out to fight in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, hmm. do you know what? That's a very good... It was seven months in jail. I knew ah. I was getting a seven. seven you yeah. know, sometimes the units <laughs> are very blurry, but I definitely had a seven. <laughs> I've been drinking, in somewhere. guys. <laughs> really sorry. <laughs> Every um, once in a while... So one of us lets loose, and tonight that is me. Both <laughs> <laughs> have been great. Um, <laughs> but Madame you know what? Taylor. <laughs> Put some um, music I on. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the text from from Taylor tomorrow morning saying, "What did I? Was I okay was last I night?" Asshole? And we'll be like, "Yeah, right, let's well start with the now. mime stuff." Oh, I know. I'll be like, "Was I a?" dick to france you'll be like yeah <laughs> did i talk over people a little <laughs> no, was my I'm, voice I'm high pitched yes <laughs> i also i keep doing a de niro face which again i know this is visual but you know the trout like hmm oh, I, yeah. I don't do that all the time do i hmm I'm not reading that as De Niro. All right. That's well. a bit like the mimer with just his facial expressions. <laughs> Taylor's got two Sad impressions. Face. Happy face. <laughs> I could um, never be the Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Katie, again, you were right there because like, after he was released from jail, he went on to serve in the Italian army um, during the First World War. He had a family. He moved back to France working as a painter and decorator. Where does um, his family live? Oh, he had them after. 
Yeah, yeah, he had them after and they all moved to France. I find okay. it funny that he goes back to France, but he paints under a different name um, because he's like... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he paints um, kitchens and, and bathrooms and signs his name on the corner. <laughs> and sadly, he died aged 44. Oh, oh no. I mean, that pretty much sums up um, our story. So here's wow. to the Mona Lisa. Cheers. 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 I'm now educated on the Mona Lisa. I'm, I'm going to be down the pub at the weekend telling everybody how this <laughs> all about the Mona Lisa I can't wait to start to tell people all about it and then forget everything and be like oh wait my podcast I have a podcast <laughs> and that'll be I'll forget everything <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime Hey guys, it's time for another Patreon shout out. Thanks to all of our patrons, old and new. If you'd like to check us out, we're on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. We offer a lot of fun benefits in return for your membership. And Taylor mostly answers all of the messages because she's lonely. So come along. Carol needed a job. Vanessa wanted to open a zoo. And Grandma Wilson left money in her will to build a new library. Zoo Library is the outrageous new sitcom that'll have you spitting out your sandwich and begging for more. Of the show, that is. Starring Adrienne Pertel as Carol. This armadillo is three weeks overdue. That'll be $1.50, Greg. Solo Sheriff Hickey as Vanessa. Zoo Library is the best thing to happen to Beaver Creek. Maggie Farley as Grandma Wilson's daughter. This is barbaric. You can't borrow animals. And introducing Abby W. as Mojito the Talking Parrot. Rah, don't forget to sign me out. Coming this fall on CBS. Zoo Library. It's a library, but it's animals. So we've got just enough time for a listener crime. Uh, this comes from Ali. And Ali says, Dear drunk women, I come from a traditional English town in the southeast of England where everybody knew each other. It had a few pubs and a very small, quite tacky nightclub. Oh, we have a, this is um, shades of, of your story here. When I was 18, I worked in one of the local pubs and I had a crush on the chef of a neighbouring pub to the one I worked in. Okay, bit of romance. Mm. I went out for my birthday, got a little too drunk, and discovered the next morning that I had lost my purse. This uh -oh. is very similar. <laughs> Are you going to be drawing on your um, your own experiences here, Detective? I, uh, <laughs> I rang the club and they didn't have it. I felt foolish and annoyed, but got on with my life, which included flirting a lot with the chef of the other pub. Uh, we were now kind of on the cusp of dating in that weird are we, aren't we stage. A couple of weeks after my birthday, on a night out to one, the one and only club, the chef and I were talking, and I told him about how I had lost my wallet, had my wallet stolen on my birthday. Later that night, he came and found me, and in his hand, he had my stolen wallet. He said he checked the cistern of the men's loos and had found it there. 18-year-old, I mean, 18-year-old me who had a huge crush on this guy was extremely grateful. We dated for a few months until it became apparent he had a weed problem <laughs> and I was off to uni. My gut always felt that he had probably stolen the wallet. Do you agree or do you think he was innocent? And is it really just a coincidence mm. like I wanted to believe? This is funny crossover with Very interesting. Story. Yeah. yeah. So what's, what's, what's the hot takes? Well, I think he definitely he stole it, but maybe didn't know, <laughs> but didn't know that it was hers. And but yes. why would he have it with him though on the night out? Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, or did he keep it like, but there would be no, two weeks. You wouldn't keep your, I get it that you'd steal stuff, maybe put it behind the cistern in the men's toilets and then come back and collect it at a later date. Oh, yeah. The, the cistern only... is... What's the cistern? The back of the toilet. The, the bit okay. where people hide booze and stuff in it. The in cistern chapel. Comes. Not yes. in my house. Where the um, water oh, kind of oh. sits in the... Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. The, Do you know but what? I had also... a urinal, as you people say. I say urinal. <laughs> and now I see why that sounds silly. But... I was trying to picture it in that, and I was like, "Where would you hide a wallet?" Okay, okay. No, okay. but also we we she didn't see it in the cistern. We only have his story as evidence sure. that it was ever even in the cistern. Sure, He's claiming that's where he found it. It could have just been in his backpack the whole time. Yeah. Do we where know? The was there anything fuck in it? Would it in be the in the cistern? Well, yeah, I believe. Question. Oh yeah. I mean, she said she was pleased that it was back. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that it hadn't been emptied Weird. of everything. But he had a weed problem, she said. So maybe he needed the cash. Yeah. Um, Did I say cistern? I mean, I gave it to my sister. (laughs) I don't know. That's how people are when they smoke weed. (laughs) Amanda, cut that out. That's all you have to cut out, though, Amanda. I'm happy with everything else. I stand by it. I'm Amanda, so if you keep all of that oh my in, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it is what, like, what Katie said about the fact that people, like, they do hide drugs and stuff in cisterns of, um, mm. like, toilets. That maybe if if he had a weed problem, maybe that's where he was hiding his weed, and maybe somebody else he had like a kind of job share with a person that was stealing wallets. <gasps> Like a drop in, drop out. <laughs> you call it a job share. Like, so I need Thursdays through Sundays because <laughs> maybe I they were selling it back Monday. and forth to each other. I so mean... he left the wallet there. Your man got the cash from it, his dealer. He got the drugs. And then he returned the favor the following week and got her purse back. And also, isn't that, don't they hide a, is it Goodfellas or the Godfather or someone where they hide a gun in the, the gun, system yeah. and then he doesn't have the gun and then he goes and then he has the gun when, when he... they're in the restaurant, yeah. Yes. Oh. In the restaurant. Michael was sent to do his first shooting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch the Godfather. Either way, it's a red flag. <laughs> Just like the World Wars, the second one is better. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I'll sleep easy tonight. <laughs> it's good that we've ranked the world wars. <laughs> Did she have any evidence that he stole anything else, I wonder? Or was this a once-off? Yeah. She didn't last very long with him in the relationship. No. Yeah. She went off him pretty quick. So there's other red flags. Yeah. Also, they're so young. There's a lot to be said for gut feel. It's like, again, back to your story, Loretta. Like, you just knew. You knew. Yeah. And I don't know. And as also, some... how did he know that that was her wallet? Like, she might have told him yeah. she lost her wallet, but she hardly went into detail going, it's a Hello Kitty pink <laughs> wallet with three yes. cards inside, you know? Yeah. She just also... randomly went through the men's toilet to find a a wallet and it just so happened to be hers yeah like i don't i feel like that's not even true i feel like he said that's where he found it we've got we only got his word for that but it feels like he stole it and then his relationship with her developed he mm. wasn't he didn't expect that and then he's like oh shit um oh. i like this person 
Okay. Maybe I should give her back her wallet. And then he concocted a story to be able uh-huh. to give it back to her. I love that the story he concocted, though, was like really fucking dodgy. Why not just say, oh, it was in Lost Property? But he's a dumbass. Okay. He's a dumbass in love, or at least oh. lust. <laughs> Do you know what, <laughs> Alex? Just say, look, what's behind you? It's your wallet. Pull out from behind you. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> What's on the floor there? Oh, it's there the whole time. <laughs> well, Ali, I hope that's helped. Uh, thank you for writing in. Um, you that, definitely yeah, stole we... it, though, just FYI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away you, from him, obviously you, you will. Yeah, well shot, well shot. Although I like the, the idea of The choice of, of the location chef. feels like, where's the one place she will just never yeah, check? She has to take his word for it. Yeah, yeah. like, you don't want to go there, man. Believe me. <sighs> Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, we are, we have come to the end of the podcast. So, Larita, tell us about yourself. Where can we find you? Tell us about your podcast. Tell well, our lovely I have to say, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed oh. it. I, I can't believe it's it's time. It's over already. This. Oh. Um, oh. Ours goes on for a lot longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do a podcast. Uh, three of us do a podcast like yourselves um, with Tommy Tiernan who's um, a comedian and um, an actor oh, yeah. and, and Hector O'Hockagon which is uh, Irish um, it's pure Irish name O'Hockagon and he's a yeah. travel uh, presenter TV presenter and he speaks Irish and uh, he's got mad red hair so um, we used to do a radio show together probably 12-15 years ago oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. in Ireland here and uh, we decided during the first lockdown that we would get the show back on the road and uh, we've been doing a podcast called uh, the Tommy Hector and Larita podcast um, thlpod.com if you'd like to check it out and it's just absolute mayhem and madness and you have conversations about um, 13 year old boys and what they do to themselves in their bedroom (laughs) with their underwear and um, (laughs) I talk quite a lot about my uh, past shifting stories as we like to call it here in Ireland shifting uh, shifting is such a great word it's a good word, yeah. Getting men to step into my office and and stuff like that. Um, that, that that's for another. That's for another night. Uh, maybe I'll come over to London and we'll go on a night out and I'll, I'll take a few men into our offices and see how we get on. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's a lot of fun. We, we have two podcasts um, a week. One goes out on a oh, Monday, wow. uh, a subscription one on a Monday, and a Thursday it's uh, free. And obviously, wherever you get your podcasts, you can check them out wow. there. But uh, we we have. We don't rehearse anything. We don't uh, we don't talk until the microphones go on, ah. and uh, the conversation can go anywhere. It can wow. be work that you've been doing in your house to anything crazy, mayhem, stories of, cool. of the past, and and all sorts of fun. So um, it's just Sounds great. It's just very. We, the only thing we don't do, we we did one podcast from the pub um, <laughs> when the pubs were opened during the first after the first lockdown. Oh yeah. Um, but we don't we don't drink half enough on the podcast, so I think I might um, take this. I think I might take this idea and and try and run with it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that all that remains for me to say is thank you for being with us, Larita Blewett. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you were great. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. I enjoyed it so much. It flew by. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.